Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Garoppolo. Thrown down. Brian Burns gets there. Spider-Man. What a pass rush by Burns. See how quickly he got to the edge and got This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And welcome to a brand new edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by Sports Illustrated beat writer Skylar Callahan and Panthers all-time leading rusher, Jonathan Stewart. You can catch us every Tuesday here on the Believe Podcast Network. You can catch the video live at youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Shout out to everybody that's joined us over the past couple of weeks. It's been a rough year for the Carolina Panthers. One and eight now after a 16 to 13 loss to the Chicago Bears on Thursday, which feels like a lifetime ago at this point. We'll get into not so much the game because that's been a while now since that game was played. We'll look forward towards the uh, Dallas Cowboy game this upcoming Sunday. And uh, we'll just kind of open it up here because we're at the halfway point of the season and it feels like people are going to have some things to get off their chest. So I want to allow the fan base to be able to to do that. And we're the place to do that live. So if you got questions about anything that's been going on or questions about what might happen going forward, here's the place where you can go in. Type your comments in underneath the Facebook page or underneath the uh, the YouTube video, and we'll answer it on the air. Um, of course, tell them why you're mad. If you got anything like that out there, we'll go around the NFL if we've got enough time. Uh, lots of different storylines. I think the Bills are imploding right now. Uh, just questions all around. You realize Baker Mayfield has thrown for like 21 touchdowns and, and like five interceptions for Tampa Bay uh, <laughs> like so far this season. Like maybe it's us. You know, maybe we're in that part of the relationship where it's like it's not them. Maybe it's us. Maybe it's the Panthers. Maybe we're the ones that are like not knowing what we're doing. So uh, I think this is our come to Jesus moment um, this week on the Believe in Panthers podcast where we kind of decide, all right, what, what are we doing? What are we doing here? So we'll get to all that and much more uh, here on this Tuesday morning. Um, got comments coming in already. Haskell Shelton on uh, on LinkedIn checking in. I am not the Twitter mob and can be patient. However, at what point can we have a real conversation that's entirely possible we drafted the wrong quarterback off my chest now? Um, we'll, we'll get to that too because – CJ Stroud's making that conversation really hard, uh, like really hard. I'm starting to think our game against them was aberration more than <laughs> anything else because everything else before that and after that, it's been the CJ Stroud. I'm seeing him in MVP talk. Like, this is insane. So we'll we'll get to that, too. That man, that man <laughs> playing lights out right now. It's going crazy, man. So we'll get to all that. Before we go any further, though, a word from our sponsors over at Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to roll as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting actions and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops, betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head over to the Bet Online, head over to Bet Online today. Remember to use our promo code Believe B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And normally we would start with the box score, but we're not going to do that. Bears 
defeated the uh, the Panthers 16-13. to Eddie Pinero got trotted out there for a 59-yard field goal after pretty much himself and everybody on the team told them that he did not have the leg for that. They'd send him out there anyway, and he, he was short. <laughs> so that's how the game ended. Kind of describes the season up to this point. Um, Panther Pickle in the comment section uh, says, I don't think Thomas Brown is ready to be an OC or at least the offensive system we are running doesn't, doesn't fit the personnel we have, and that isn't the OC's job. I'm glad Panther Pickle started us there because that's where I wanted to start. Um, guys, does it feel like they're trying to they're trying to run an offense with pieces that don't fit the offense they're trying to run? Like that's what it's starting to feel like now. Yeah. Like that they're putting it on I mean, top of us here. It goes back to what we've been saying. That reset button hurts, especially when you don't have you know the players that you need to to really run an offense or a defense or a special teams unit the way you want it to be ran. Um, you know, clearly, you know, you have some pieces that, you know, stuck around from last year's Panthers team, um, that was built different. You know, you saw Willis towards the end of the year, defensive minded coach, um, where he believes in run the ball, offensive line block, running backs, run hard receivers make a block that will spring the running back right and when we pat when we have to pass we'll pass play action get it downfield um this team was built for that because that's what the majority of the players are on this team right now because it's only a year out from last year and now you have a new scheme you have new coaching staff new mindset the reset button. And what that means is you have players and, you know, at depth that aren't necessarily probably the guys made for what, you know, this coaching staff wants to achieve um, moving forward and, and, and how they want to, you know, describe themselves as a unit. Um, and we're seeing that play out. Um, you know, I feel, you know, Bryce Young, you know, he's pretty much we're watching him being thrown out into the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think the team is built um, for you know his success, um, and I think it's obvious. And I think right now we're experiencing that, and it's 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 hard to watch. <laughs> it's hard to it's- watch. It's excruciating. <laughs> it feels like a chore. Like it, because you know, like you know, in the in your in the back of your mind, this is this way because we just don't have all the pieces right now. Um, and, and you want to say to yourself, you know, time will tell, but people tire. We've been dealing with this with other coaches. You know what I'm yes. saying? And then it's like, what if this? What if that? What if we kept? You know you know, this coach or that coach, like no one really knows. So it's, we, we are where we are with our record. And the only thing you can do right now to make yourself feel better is point the finger. But I'm going to tell you that it ain't going to make you feel better. Point the finger don't make anyone feel better. And if you continue to do that, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot one day. Cause one day people are going to look up these receipts and you're going to be the guy just like I'm the guy right now that talked about them Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I talked bad about them Cowboys early in the season. 
<laughs> he was on path. I was like, where's this hate? I, they still ain't gonna win no Super Bowl. <laughs> but I can tell you what, they are not the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> no. I, you know, the one thing all year I was saying, I was like, man, we don't look good, but at least we're not the Bears. Like that was literally what I was saying out loud, like online, social media. Like, well, at least we're not the Bears. We're not Bears bad. We're not Broncos bad. We are. The Bears and the Broncos <laughs> are, are the Bears and the Broncos are pretty good. Bear, the, the Broncos, the Broncos took advantage of a poor executed oh. Bills offense. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, the Bills um, don't deserve to go to the playoffs. Like after that, man, like, I, I got cool? a lot. We could get to this later, but I'll tell you why I'm mad about that okay. game. <laughs> Skylar, before I hit the video clip of uh Frank Wright from yesterday, uh have you piggyback behind Stu. What are your initial thoughts here? We're nine games in, ten weeks into the season. We're at the halfway point. From what you've seen, does it feel like uh does it feel like this is working? Because <laughs> it doesn't really feel like it's working. And it's starting to feel like the building is starting to realize it too that this 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 ain't working. Something's not right here. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it for weeks. I mean, how this is like a square peg in a round hole with these offensive linemen. And we go back all the way to the spring. And I think there's a lot of people within the fan base that were trying to, to talk themselves into DJ Chark and Adam Thielen being good enough, right? And, and that Terrace Marshall was going to make this huge step in year three because now he's got actual coaching, right? And I was one of the few, at least on Terrace Marshall, that was like, let's pump the brakes a little bit because he still hasn't proven anything. And we've talked about him for two seasons now where he's shown flashes and just goes away. And I think that's one of the biggest storylines is Terrace Marshall not stepping up and being the player we all thought he would be by year three. That's why the trade request popped up. He's not in the lineup much. He's not a factor. And that's a big that's a big problem. So you don't have the help at receivers. We, we I think me and Stu went deep on the O-line scheme thing a couple of weeks ago about how this is – you know, a team that's running completely different schemes from what they did a year ago. And it's not that these guys are bad offensive linemen, in my opinion. I think they're just really good at what they do well. And that's what they did last year was was it catered to their strengths. This year, it was they're being asked ball. to do – Exactly. It makes me wonder if that's In between tackles, just get downhill. And, I, and I think that's why you're, you're seeing the struggles now because they're being asked to do something that they're not typically good at doing. And it's just – it's getting to a point where you're banging your head against the wall because it's – it's you're doing the same thing over and over and over again and nothing's changing. And to whoever said the thing about Thomas Brown – and I've been thinking about this. I, I hate to be this, like, brutally honest, but if I'm Frank Reich, I don't know that my first offensive coordinator at a new job is going to be somebody – that has never had a history of calling plays, even if you know you're going to be calling the place to start. If you want to transition that eventually, that's got to be somebody that you have trust in that has had experience doing it before. And that's no knock on Thomas Brown. I think he's going to be a great coach. I think he's head coach material. But he hasn't had that experience yet, and I don't know that I would have made him that guy in year one. The other thing I want to say about the coaching staff is, too, like, We've talked about this staff being an all-star staff, right? Like there's so much experience. There's so much um, history with these guys having success. But sometimes when you formulate these all-star coaching staffs or all-star rosters like we see in the NBA, right? Like the Lakers, they try to put this monster roster together and it just doesn't work yep. because you're coming from different backgrounds, different philosophies, 
And just because you have a lot of success in the past from different areas doesn't mean it's going to all come together. You have to have some sort of background where you're on the same page. And that's just not what this coaching staff looks like they're on right now. They look like they're on completely different chapters of, of the same book. And until they get on that same chapter, it's going to look like the same thing we've seen the first nine weeks. It, um, I'm trying to figure out how to, <laughs> because I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm really. It, it's a disappointment is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really disappointed because we came into this season. You know, we talked about it. We came to this season again. This is my fourth season hosting Believe in Panthers. Uh, Stu's second season, uh, Skylar's third season. And this is the first year where we came into it with hope. Like we literally had hope for the season that we were going to actually be relevant like throughout the year and not for like dumb coaching mistakes or losses we shouldn't have took or, you know, stuff that we normally get put out there for. We were like, we're going to be in the thick of things. We got some stuff together. This might work. And I'm starting to hear some of the same things that not the same things, but the same tone that Matt rule had towards the end of his tenure here coming from Frank, Wright. He sounds defeated. Like in the press conferences, we're halfway through the season and he he literally sounds defeated. Like he knows it's around the corner. Like this is not guaranteed. He He's not guaranteed a job here through the year. Like this can happen mid season. Like it feels like he knows that. And this is a, a video I pulled from Twitter. Uh, Sheena quick uh, from Fox Charlotte. Great uh, Carolina Panthers beat uh, reporter. She caught this video of uh, Frank Wright at the press conference yesterday uh, where she asked him about uh, whether or not this was a, a run smash type football team. Let me just play the, the audio here for you and then we'll react to it. Yeah. And it's, it just goes to, and again, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, say everything that we're trying to do schematically. Um, but in the big picture, you know, I will say this, we want to be a physical football team who can run the ball on their own terms. Do we want to be smash mouth football under center power? I know that's not who we're trying to be. We're not trying to be that. So, yeah. And it's, it just goes to, and again, I, let's get that off my screen. Um, <laughs> thoughts on this, because my first thought when I saw it, I was, I was uh, actually in the car and my first thought when I saw it, I, I bang on the <laughs> thing, and I'm like, "Dang it, Frank! Come on, Frank! Like, what are you doing, Frank? Like, you kept the whole offensive line from last year. The one of the few bright spots we had was the offensive line. We were we're in here talking about the top ten unit. You kept the offensive line coach uh, James Campion, and you said it in your opening press conference about how the offensive line we needed to keep them together because we recognized what they can do and they're a strong point of this team. Right? If that's the case. Why are you not letting them do what they do? Why are you not letting them run power? It makes me, it made me think of the timeline in terms of how we lost onto Foreman. They offered Foreman first before they went and signed Miles Sanders. Foreman said no and left. And it makes me wonder if Foreman said no because he was told of how they were going to run the football, like the scheme, and it didn't fit his style. So he's like, no, I'm going to go someplace else. They go out and find Miles Sanders and they give him the money instead. Like people kind of have the timeline conflicted in terms of they think Sanders came and then Foreman left because he came. No, I went back to look. Foreman got offered his deal first, and it was more than the $2 million for one year they got from Chicago. So he took less money. That's what over here. Boy, he went over there and did some research. <laughs> because I don't want to come in and be like, I want Frank Wright gone unless I know for sure I want Frank Wright gone. You know what I mean? And I've been holding on for the longest, like, no, we got to let this work. We got to let this work. Like, th th we can't. 
just just stop it in the middle and start all over again because we've done that a couple of times but I don't know if I've got the patience to 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 wait two years to see if this is going to work. They're going to destroy Bryce Young for starters, and it just I feel like we're going to start losing players. Like it's going to get to the point where like Brian Burns doesn't want to be here. Like he hasn't has he had a winning season since he's been here? I don't. I know he hasn't uh, been to the playoffs, so no, so, I don't think yeah. so. I mean, I think DJ Moore was the same way. So I mean, it starts to get to a point where it's like, okay, how much of blame do you put on the owner, David Tepper? And how much blame do you put on Frank Wright? Because this is his idea. Like, this is how he got the job. He came in with this grand plan of what he was going to do, did all that, and they've got one win to show for it in 10 weeks. Like, I mean, what sucks about this, you know, I hate it for – I hate it for Frank. I hate it for the whole coaching staff. I hate it for everybody because, I mean, you have an opportunity of a lifetime to come together with, like, really good men at the end of the day um, and have plans to be, you know – you know, better than you were last year and like being able to be in a positive growth mode. And right now it's zeroed in right now. Like the defense is playing good enough to win games. Yeah. Yeah. Especially they really are teams playing good enough to win games. It's coming down to, I mean, shoot, the only mm-hmm. touchdown we had last last week was, was return. Uh, the return. You know? return yeah. So special teams, you know, those those are those are elements of a game of a team that you need to rise to the occasion. And what's been happening is our offense is at a standstill. Um, if you can't score in this league, at, you know, I mean, we just needed one touchdown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So against like, a, against a, a Tyler Baggett or whatever his name was, like yeah, they we made him look pretty good. Bajit, Bajit, how do you say it? <laughs> Tyson, Tyson, Bajit. And, and, and like, don't get me wrong. Like, you're gonna have game. Like, every team's gonna have a game where you just can't work it. You might have two of those games where you just can't work it, and the defense comes and plays lights out, and you sneak out of there with that with a win. You know, um, but we've had multiple, multiple, multiple games that like have been this way, and so. Now, when we're, you know, asking, you know, fans are going to ask questions. <laughs> I mean, I, people out here trying to go protest. Yo, did you see that? <laughs> the March yeah, on Mint like, or whatever else supposed to be? I'm just like, hold up, man. Look, everybody relax. Stay at home, first of all. Don't, do not come out your house for all this because <laughs> you're going to be protesting and ain't nothing going to happen. Ain't no change going to happen. This is, there's other things that you could put it this way. There's way more important things going on in this world. <laughs> for you to go protest, Carolina Panthers ain't ain't one of those things, baby. What was going to happen? Like I told my wife, I was like, because I saw the picture on uh, on Twitter, like them calling, you know, march on Mint, yeah. you know, bring it to yeah. Tiki torches, and, then, and, and, then, like, and then you're not gonna have a brother. Listen, there's a whole there's a whole thing. <laughs> no, no. Like, you ain't gonna have a, you ain't gonna have a picture of a brother with dreads <laughs> being your your. your being your like, that was my thought know, too. Guy. Yeah, I was like, what is like, happening? Nah, like, don't put us out there like that. <laughs> nah, like, this wasn't our idea. Out there like that. This is you. Because <laughs> I saw one of the threads, and they were like, "I'll bring the tiki torches. I'll bring the pitchforks." And stuff. I'm like, 
what are you doing? Like, what's supposed nah. to be the end game go, here? Like, go, what do you go, think's watch, go watch the news and go figure out something else to put your time and effort towards. <laughs> oh my god! So the Panther fans have just kind of they haven't checked out, but they still. But I get care. it though. I get yeah, the frustration. Get but just stay at home, eat some Cheetos. <laughs> The you, you know what would be more more of a uh, you know what would be more telling is is what happens on Sunday is if you, you just let the Cowboys fans take over and that's you want, if that's the way you want to protest just don't that's, show up to the game give all your tickets boring. to Cowboys fans and that's what happened that's last year. Gonna happen anyway yeah that happened I, last I, year like, had, how I feel as a player please 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 show up to the game <laughs> they need, need you, you. <laughs> please we need all the Panther fans to show up. No matter what, man. Like, listen, I remember the days, two and fourteen. Well, we we uh, lost to the Browns, man. Like, it was bad. It was a, and and we were two and fourteen. But that last game, Carolina Panther fans was in there rocking. Okay, like it was the holidays. They was glad to be outside. Yeah, the sunshine was shining. Uh, I mean, blue skies, cold as heck. But hey, they out there, you know. Just show up, man. Just like, like, like you. It's all going to pay off in the end. Like positive vibe somehow. I'm glad you brought that way into situations that don't seem like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But there is. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because I actually wanted to ask you about that because you've been a part of a season like this. Like how how mentally taxing is it to show up to work every single day knowing you're out of the playoff race and there's really nothing at the end of the tunnel except for next season. Well, this is this is how I viewed things. This is how I view a lot of things. Like, you show up to something, you 100% in, no matter what. And I can tell you this. There's players that played on the worst teams in history of football. But they're showing up and playing because they want to win. These guys are trained to win games. Now... The mindset, you know, when you're two and two and thirteen is the last game of the year. <laughs> believe it or not, you might be playing harder than you played all season, because who's going to be here next year? Hey. Are you going to be? Are you going to be part of the, you know, the recipe? Yeah. To 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 greatness to to being better. Are you going to be part of that recipe? So you got to put that on film. So everything you put on film during these moments, during these hours, please believe that Eye in the Sky is watching because we want to know who's fading out and who is, uh, who's who's fading out and who isn't. And so as a player, I need y'all in the fan. I need y'all in bank in the bank, like riding for me. Don't ride in the sense of, man, y'all playing trash. Like, <laughs> Go and support the players that you like are in love with. Yeah, the franchise. Like you know what I'm saying? Like go and like participate and be there because you never know, man. Like, like a kicker could be out there kicking, and you could be the person that's doing the loud screech and and he hears it and he just pulls it left. And you can be that guy. You can feel like you was that guy that made him pull it left. And you could also be the guy that – or not be the guy, but you could be there for when the, the, the whole thing turns around. You could be there for that moment and say, hey, I was there for that. You never oh, know. Oh, yeah. I was going to say 2000 – was it 2006? I think it was 2006. It was it was after the Steve Smith year where he was like number one 
catches, touchdowns, yards, or whatever, like tore up the league. We got to the NFC Championship game. That was 2005. So, yeah, 2006, he broke his leg open at night, and he's out for the season. And we went on like a, like a one-and-seven skid or something like that to start the year, and it was just like – it just felt bad. But then they turned it around and won like the last five or six games and was flirting with the playoffs at the very end of it. It was just Jake DeLome and Moose Muhammad basically was the entire offense, like 2006, just like trying to get us there. And I'm not saying we can do that with this team because that team had – well, for starters, that team had John Fox as the head coach, and they had some defense, like some dudes on, on defense also. So um, I don't know if we can do that because we don't have the depth uh, or the or the the dudes. Like we don't have the, n- the number of dudes that that team had to turn it around. But some of that falls back on again on the coach. Willie Smith saying Frank Wright hired the coaching staff, installed the offensive plan, selected the players. He's had the draft OTAs, training camp, and he's only won one game. Off- Offensive-minded coach is BS. Um, and I was thinking about that, too. Every time we watch the Panthers on offense, it just looks like everything is so hard. Like everything is so hard for them to actually do, like the simplest things. And then I'll watch some other teams play, and they're just moving the ball with ease or just, you know, and it could be random to you. It just feels like it's just us. Like whatever we're trying to do on offense just isn't working. And I was trying to remember why I liked Bryce in the first place. Well, I went and looked at film on before we drafted him. They're not running Bryce the way he was being ran at Alabama. Like at Alabama, it felt like it was more not necessarily freestyle, but it felt like it was more like RPO and it was more allowing Bryce it to seems be more structured. Here. Yeah, like he doesn't have room to really kind of innovate inside this offense. Like uh at Alabama, it felt like he got he had a chance to kind of play with it after the first couple of seconds. Like if, if I see something develop after the initial play, I can I'm, I've got the ability to go with that. It feels like here, if he doesn't see it on that first read or whatever it is, he's been told throw it away or just get rid of it or or whatever. But don't try to force something someplace where he told you not to go. It's limiting the offense and defenses are picking up on it. So now defenses are like, well, he's not a threat to run the ball. So, you know, really none of them are. So we're going to load the box just in case he's not going to throw it downfield. He doesn't throw it further than 15, 20 yards by, play, by design. So why are we going to fall our way back? We're just going to push everything up front and just make every single thing you do hard to do in a 10-yard radius pretty much. And the Panthers never counterattack. And that's the thing I don't understand, too, with what you guys said, with the offensive minds on the staff. Maybe we overrated the Jim Caldwells and the Thomas Browns and those on the staff. What do you think the odds are of Frank Wright making it out of November as the Panthers head coach? Because one of the things uh, we did say when he did put the staff together, I do remember saying it, it felt like them hiring Thomas Brown and Ejiro Ivaro were fail-safes. Like, in case something went horribly wrong, like, and Frank Wright just wasn't the dude, you've got an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator sitting there that are in their, what, 30s or whatever, that just interviewed for head coaching jobs before we gave them this. They're one of the highest-paid assistant head co- or coaches in the league. That's why they came here. And it feels like Tepper would be more prone to let Wright go so he can keep one of them as interim and see how they do before he would move forward to my preferred choice, Jim Harbaugh, which we'll get to in just a sec, because I'm back on my, my stuff again. I almost cursed on here. <laughs> I'm back on it again. I'm back on the Jim Harbaugh track. Hey, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll be on it in a second. But what do you guys think of the odds? Let's say they lose to the Cowboys. We'll say they lose by 20, and it's at home. And it's He won't see but, Tuesday, potentially. Or yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> and then I don't, I don't even know who we have after that. Uh, to, uh, Tennessee's next week, I think. 
you remember I don't, like, I, don't think, I don't I don't think that I don't think that the peace would be disturbed like that, man. Like I think in your in our minds and off of history, it's the easier thing to say. Yeah. With frustrations. You think you might finish I don't I think you'll finish the season. Mm. What and, if now, I know this is a major hypothetical, but what if they get skunked on Sunday like 49 nothing? No mm. points. Mm. What was that no 49 points? score again? What happened? To, what was the score in the 49 game last year? It was bad. I, it, I think it was like 38 up. to 10, maybe. Or something like they were like, like 35 none at the half or something crazy like that. And then the 49ers kind of let off the gas in the second half, but they were having a party at that point in BOA. Um, 37 15. Yeesh. Yeah. My boy, Mike Davis, after <laughs> coaching staff, I have a second year to adjust. I don't, I think I've gotten to the point. I think you guys mentioned this last week with Scott Fitter. Or it might be one of the other one of a billion other shows I've, I've been on the past couple weeks trying to talk about the Panthers. Scott Fitter has gotten to the point now with me where I go back and think about all the stuff he's done over the past four years, even when Matt Rule was here, and then he's had two years without Matt Rule here. All the all the the uh, the draft picks that have been traded away, all the players that have been traded away. When he said the whole thing about parachuting a quarterback in, like he he felt like we had a team where you could parachute a, a, a quarterback in and go. If I'm not mistaken, we still had Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore when he made those comments. So technically, he was right. <laughs> like then, uh, what we didn't what we didn't expect was that they would trade those those pieces off. And I keep coming back to the same thing: Why did we trade off Christian McCaffrey? And when we did it, like we well, had already extended him. If, if you, why did we trade him off? About, if you think about it, there's no chance in hell that they even get Bryce if they don't get those picks. But he did. He also said it after Bryce made they made the pick for Bryce. Yeah, he did. So it's that's why I think Scott may be more in danger here. And and I I really have no idea. It's hard it's to tell. Danger. They keep everything close to the vest. But when you look at how this team was built, like of course you're not going to have the depth, and you're one of a new coaching staff, and you're, you're going to have guys that don't fit exactly your scheme. Like it's just. That's natural. That's going to be with every coaching change that you have. If they make another one this offseason, it's going to be the same thing. But you still have to go out and your job is to find guys or at least enough key guys, the guys that are going to be playing the most snaps to fit what you do schematically, offensively, and defensively. Defensively, they didn't really make much of a change. A lot of the guys that were on that side of the ball were already in place last year. Offensively, yeah. saw the major turnover and – to me, that's where you completely whiff because if you if you completely change the outlook of your offensive roster and the offensive staff, you should be able to marry those two things together, not have it be so far far apart. And I don't understand, like you guys said, like how do you commit to this type of playing style but yet keep the offensive line that ran a completely different offense last year? If you're going to make that switch, you got to make that switch. The only thing I could think of is they thought, well, we're not going to go and, and revamp this whole offensive line of one-off season, and this is the best we can work with. Maybe we can just tweak their game a little bit to where it can work for a year, and then we can revisit it next offseason. Well, the problem is you may not get to next offseason. And, and another thing, too, I mean, they've had half a year to see it doesn't work. Like, they should have switched this up by now. It wouldn't be hard. I mean, literally, this is what happened last year. Wilkes switched it when he became interim head coach. He switched to this. So it's not like they can't switch to it. But now they don't have the personnel to really run it because well, they ran the Foreman out of town. 
and you have so many different voices in that coaching staff. I mean, it's it's one. I think it's the largest coaching staff I thought I saw in the entire league. Wow. When you have that many voices, you've got so many different philosophies. Like Frank comes from a, a spread offensive background. Thomas Brown comes from that eye candy motion offense that likes to window dress and do crazy things pre-snap. And then you have James Campen who worked with that downhill power offensive run game last year. It's it's a little bit of everything. You, and to marry those three things together, that's a tough chore. Donald Duck says, uh, when I was saying, what you know, think of all the stuff we gave away. He said, well, to gain back draft capital that we traded away during the rule and Fitter era, hence the, C- the CMAC trade, all for a bag of peanuts, basically. That's the thing that's got me. We didn't get a first-round pick out of trading away uh, Christian McCaffrey, and he's an MVP candidate. Uh, literally, like he's probably one of the front runners. Yeah, uh, he's he's making historical movement, right? And now. we didn't get a first for him. Like, <laughs> like we didn't get a the, first. The, like, and the, then the more three picks, <laughs> the three picks that you got in return for Christian, two of them are now playing for Pittsburgh because they're tra- they're in that trade to move up in the draft. Mm-hmm. The other is DJ Johnson, who has not made a scratch on this defense. <sighs> and then you trade away your number one wide receiver. Just to get up eight spots to one when to potentially mess it up to mess it up, actually get the wrong guy, (laughs) yeah, because you weren't even sure, you weren't completely sure. I'm starting to look at it like, and uh, Mike says the same thing here in hindsight, might not have traded up for Bryce and been able to select Caleb Williams this year, keep picks and more. I think I would rather have Drake May other over over Caleb Williams, but besides that. How much different would this team look if they hadn't drafted a quarterback this year, still had DJ Moore, and just brought in Andy Dalton? to be the same type of bridge quarterback they've been doing the past two, three years, like just with a different coaching regime. Andy Dalton in this offense probably would have been just fine. And then you wait a year, you build your asset, you keep your number one receiver, you just extended, you just extended DJ Moore, and you traded him away. For what? To get Bryce Young here to throw to who? (laughs) There's no, you just traded away everyone. So that's Scott Fitterer, right? Like that's, that's Scott Fitterer. Like he was, he had his hand on all of that. And that was after Matt Rule was gone. Rule was gone when they traded McCaffrey. Rule was gone when they traded more. Rule was gone for all this. And, like, you can't blame him. Fitterer took over. So, it's like, I see the anger. And I know it was a couple of years ago, too, and and Rule was here. But, you I mean, he didn't pay us on Redick. I mean, I know he wanted to, to go to Philly because that's where, he, you know, he, he played at Temple. And, and yeah, he wanted so to go to Redick went to the Super Bowl. But. He did. He made the right choice. <laughs> like, if you, if you are serious, if you are serious about becoming a contender, you're going to pay that man his money. And Damn, now we're seeing Burns. Burns. Play right with now. Burns, and it's just like, yeah. You've 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 Tough turned day. down the Rams twice now. <laughs> They've come sniffing around, offering first round picks for Brian Burns, and you've said no politely both times. Yet you're did far you away see, in negotiations with Brian Burns. Did you see the report that came out? earlier this week about who they tried to trade for. Uh, yeah, Montez Sweat. Um, Devontae Adams and uh, Adams. T. Higgins. Now, I wonder if <laughs> I wonder if those teams are like, nah, we're good because we don't see anything over there that we won't. So why are we going to trade with you? Uh, you already trade away all your, your picks or whatever. Um, yeah, they're or, not going to wait two drafts to get a yeah, first round give me pick. a 2026 first round pick for uh <laughs> for T Higgins right now please um I don't think that would have helped if the, any of them came in maybe sweat but the defense hadn't been the problem so I, I don't know if the yeah, we, gotta, we gotta they, they gotta figure out how to get 
some rhythm on offense. What do you do mid season to do that? Like, run, what do they need to change? You run the ball. The easiest, best thing that you can figure out how to gain confidence up front is to run the ball. Do like do the things that are simple. The guy right there in front of you, block him, push him back three yards. Win your assignment. Win your assignment. Win your assignment. And when you do that good enough, then you start hitting some play action. Then when you do that good enough, you start running some outside plays. Do some jet sweeps. Do some bubble screens. And then you hit them over the top. That's what he like, did well in college. That's what Bryce Young did well in college. And and, and I would and going back to what you you talk about Bryce Young in college, like him being on the move, like that's what's really cool about these quarterbacks now. The the quarterbacks that have, you know, the freedom to move outside of the pocket, to create their own throwing lanes when they're under dis, you know di, you know distress in the pocket. Like I feel like he's pretty good at that. You know what I'm saying? Being able to you know, make things happen while he's on the run or he's feeling some pressure. It's the moments when he's being stuck in the pocket because he's like zeroed in on something, you know, that he's either being coached to see develop and he's supposed to just wait on it. I don't know, but I mean, just got to find some, some rhythm. And I feel like right now, obviously that's a, a, a struggle because not one thing is working for them. It, it goes against it. why you draft Bryce Young, though, doesn't it? Like, don't you draft? I mean, because you're already going into it knowing the kid's 5'10 or whatever. Uh, he's not your prototypical quarterback. All accounts were that Frank Wright prefers bigger quarterbacks to begin with. Is he trying to do what he would do with a bigger quarterback with Bryce Young? Or is he trying to adapt his offense to Bryce Young and it's not working? Because whatever they're doing and the, the, really the entire offense, the run game, too. Well, just a lot of it too. Right. A lot of it too is like, yeah, we can going back to like the run game. Running game to me, I'm a running back. If things are going bad, give me the ball. I want the ball, so I'm going to always speak from that that vantage point. But in the passing game, when you're actually, what we see, what do you see? Like, do you see our receivers being led with the pass, or do you usually see passes being thrown to their chest? Straight to them, right straight to them, like they're supposed so to be. What, so, 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 and what does that really mean, though? Right? He's accurate, but what does it really mean? Guys, we're not, we're yeah, not getting separation. Up. We're not yeah. getting separation, and so understanding that as a weakness right now, you got to figure out ways to get these guys in space, creating space for your receivers that can't do it on the do it on their own. Yeah, you know that's so, yeah. And so I think a little bit of it is just like understanding what you're working with. And just because your scheme is this, at some point you got to figure out a way to like find the layers that work. And you know, last year, case in point, you know, coaching change and we were one way and then we went the complete opposite. Yeah. And that rule went you know what I'm saying? When Matt Rule left, we went the complete opposite, which was run, 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 defense. Y'all better play y'all behind now. Because if not, you're not going to be. You know what you I'm know, saying? So, was the offense yeah, I don't, better? I don't know. Was the offense better with Matt Rule or with Frank Wright? 
because I'm starting to sit here and think about it. Uh, I don't want to have that. No, we're that place. He's not going there. Because I thought about it. Not rule, like, you know what? Not I don't remember Nebraska. Being... <laughs> let, let, the, let him be a fan of Nebraska. <laughs> I don't remember the offense being like this at any point during Matt Rule. I remember being frustrated with like late game decisions and things like that, but I don't remember them really having a problem scoring. Um, there like, was different uh, different problems. I yeah. Think, it, is what it, yeah, this is like, mm. <laughs> like it's, you go out, you go into the game expecting them not to be able to score more than you. You know, I think the points. big thing with this team in particular is it's like not necessarily the moment they get down because if if they if an opposing team goes down and scores right away, I mean, obviously the game's not over, but it, it just feels like the moment it gets to ten or more, the game's out of reach because this team is just not engineered to come from behind. They're just not. And it, and it just feels like a two-score game feels like a five-score game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you hit it on the head because it does. It feels like when somebody's up by like nine or whatever, it's so much of a huge uphill climb for us to just to get back into the game. Willie makes an excellent point. Matt Rule never made adjustments in the game. That was his thing. He never really adjusted from coming out of halftime. Like they would still be doing the same thing. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> we end up losing the game from there. Mark Burke says, what do you do to fix the offense? Bring Wilkes back. That's that train is th- that ship has sailed. <laughs> like we're that's and, and Wilkes had nothing to do with the offense other than he just went to Ben and said, run the damn football. Yeah. Ben McAdoo, is not, ben McAdoo is not here anymore. That's really who you, talking about coming back for the offense offensive coaching blah 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 look what ryan is doing campbell in detroit they bring an identity to the team to the offense that the offense feeds off of there is no identity for this team uh we're 10 games in and i can't describe what the identity of the 2023 carolina panthers is they're not a run first team they're not a and this spread team they're you know they're, they're not a pass first heavy team they're not a defense led team like what are they like? How would you describe this year's making, team? Like, what's their making what's really their? good points there, Desmond? I mean, <laughs> I, I had a long uh, little I mini bye week to think about it. Like, what are they? Like, I don't know what they're supposed to be. Even last year, we knew we were telling people towards the end, we are a power run game defensive squad. We're going to stop the run. We're going to run the football. Like, we're get we're basic in terms of what we're doing. We're telling you what we're going to do. We're telling you what we're going to do. You have to stop it. Like, we were one of those kinds of teams. Well, we know we're not. We're not a Smash Mouth football team. Yeah, according, yeah, according to Frank Wright, we we are not. Uh, which is which? I mean, which I'm not like I'm not all the way like upset about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess it's really just we are finding. We are we are we are front row seat watching what the identity is going to become. I guess so. So that brings us. That brings us to because uh, I don't even know if we really need to preview uh, Panthers Cowboys because I don't know exactly <laughs> how to go about doing that. I will say I saw J.C. Horn off of injured reserve. I don't know if we'll see him Sunday. Um, his first assignment will be trailing C.D. Lamb all around. So good luck with that hamstring. Uh, I don't know if it's the right game to come back. Here's a little roster math, and and who knows there could be moves that are made throughout the week, but. They did release Jordan Matthews and Matias Farley. So that opens up two roster spots. And Ian Thomas and JC both are designated return from IR. So 53 minus one or minus two is 51. You add those two, you're back to 53. Maybe, but I, again, they could always elevate somebody. So I wouldn't 
Pat, hey, look, Pat please, please. I don't even know if it matters. JC ready to go. I'm excited to watch that. I want to see JC Horn. Like, can we see JC Horn? To watch please? him match up against CD because CD <sighs> out there collecting boys' rent, boy. Yeah, it's like, going to be a he, problem. <laughs> he out there. I'm like, he got like three, four, five hundred yard games in a row, something like that. Yeah, and Dak's playing exceptionally well right now, too. Now, granted, yeah, Dallas Dak. plays. Dallas can't beat the Eagles and they can't beat the 49ers. And those are the two teams I they need to beat. I tell you, Cowboys is going to be good this year. They're, they can beat everybody else. <laughs> <up. laughs> yeah. man. Cowboys, man. They, 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 the, you know, man. The football of the United States of America. <laughs> we got we got receipts. We got receipts. Yeah. <laughs> now, I was dog trashing the Cowboys this season, man. <laughs> And that's actually off to Arizona, like week three when it, you came in yeah. here with a smile on your face. The funny thing is, though, we all know how this is going to end. It's like, going to end. Go it's going to end bad. It's yeah, going to end bad. They're mm-hmm. going to they they could lose in the first round to the Cowboys and or I mean to the Vikings and Josh Dobbs for all we know. Josh Dobbs. Oh, Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs doing Woo. this. Hey, <laughs> a round of applause for Josh yeah. Dobbs. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't. He's, he's, he like he must be like a rocket scientist or something because football is just not hard to him. Oh wait, like, he hey, is. Like, is he? he came in like on a Saturday? He came in like on he's a, Saturday. a rocket scientist. He's he's legitimately uh, a scientist of some sort. I don't remember. Well, that I think it actually is a rocket scientist. Yo, look, these quarterbacks well, they better up. start getting some degrees in some he, rocket science engineering the, or something. He, he learned the Vikings playbook in like a lunch hour and like no, went he, in and just. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's it? Yeah, okay. right here, right on the uh, NFL.com. Josh Dodds, athlete and rocket scientist. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Astronaut. He's a pastronaut. <laughs> so, I mean, see, and you look at that, you see the Vikings, you're like, okay, they lose their starting quarterback to injury, season-ending injury. What happens? Josh Dobbs falls out of the sky, and they might be better. Well, Jefferson, <laughs> too. Huh. Well, they lost Jeff- Jefferson too. Oh yeah, Jefferson Jefferson too. Isn't he yeah. about to come back though? Like in a week or two ooh, or something. Josh Dobbs probably like, ooh man, sorry, <laughs> Kirk Cousins. You're a really good guy, but I'm gonna take this job. From you. <laughs> I'm taking it from you. You made <laughs> all that and transition you on out. <laughs> so before we get out of here, I got it. I'm gonna start bringing it up. Harbaugh watch. I'm bringing it back because to me the stars are aligning. The stars are aligning, gentlemen. Like Jim Harbaugh's gonna be in the NFL next year. Like he's gonna be in the NFL. Why not us? Yeah. Why not us? Like clear everything out. I understand the reason why he I didn't ready to, here because he wasn't going to get. I don't GM think the Carolina Panthers can take another head coach hiring situation like that. I think they want another like, head coach hiring. I think that's the whole thing. The fan base, the fan base wants no. this. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. I they think we'll see Frank Wright. I think we'll still see Frank Wright, and I think you know we'll look back on this day. <laughs> we'll be like, man, we went through a hard time, but man, it worked out. <laughs> like Just a hard years. time, everybody. Five years of hard times. Oh my yeah. gosh. Uh Willie says we'll accept the identity in the middle of the season. Frank Wright has not set the identity. Uh first ever wide receiver in NFL history, 10 plus catches and 150 plus yards in three consecutive games. CD Lamp. Uh, shout out to Michael Davis for the uh Yeah, he's a Cowboys fan. That's right there. Yeah, that's are you a Cowboys fan, Michael? Yeah. Yeah, he's a Cowboys fan. He's on. He's on Tobacco Road. Um, oh, you out here trolling us? <laughs> no, he's, no, he's legit. He's legit. Um, uh, I'm trying to figure out who we have in the secondary. They gonna put Dante Jackson on him? JC, if he's healthy. If he's healthy, yeah, JC Horn. I'm telling you, man. JC out there. 
We got a chance. Willie says no to Harbaugh as a Panthers coach. Why, Willie? Why? Why? Why can't we have Jim Harbaugh? Why? Man, I don't want another college coach, dude. If he came, if he was in the NFL this, he Sunday, was was in the he, NFL before. He would have. He, he has college the highest, for a reason. highest win percentage of all. But he went to college because he wanted to control, control, control. And that's why he's not here, apparently, because he wanted more control over uh, everything. And it was right after the Matt Rule situation. We don't need control freaks. I'd rather have delegators. I'd rather have him picking the offensive line and stuff than a Matt Rule or a Frank Wright. Like at least I know what Harbaugh's identity is going to be. Everywhere he's gone, it's been the same. They're going to pick the lines. They're going to build those right, and they're going to play power. Whether whether it's Carolina, whether it's Carolina or not, there's going to be a lot of teams out to get Bobby Slowick at the Houston OC. Ooh. Yeah, because this they ain't supposed to be doing or this. Is it Bobby? <laughs> is it Bobby or Ben Slowick? I, I can't remember. I know it starts with a B. Bobby sounds great. I yeah, like Bobby. 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 Like, you can call hey, me whatever you want. You give me a job. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, this just in. Bills just fired Ken Dorsey. Ooh, wee. Panther. Man. That uh, coach. Uh, it is Bobby, by the way. It's a bad day. Hey, somebody. going on that. with them Bills. Yeah. Hey, listen to me. <laughs> I'm mad about this. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, wait, I lost it. Where's my thing? I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I lost it. I don't know where it is. I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. Thank you. Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean, let me tell you why we're mad, son. All right, look. Josh Allen. This is news, right? Ken Dorsey. Clearly, yeah. they blaming Josh Allen for – they blaming Ken Dorsey for Josh Allen's woes right now. All right, so Josh Allen threw three picks last night, right? Hmm. Two of them, which I will say, what were you doing? And, you know, I get it. Like, downfield passes picked off. At least you trying to make a play, I guess. But we've been seeing this from Josh Allen since last year, right? Yeah, yeah. So it sucks that Ken Dorsey getting fired for, for all this, but – Maybe he you know, does have something to do with it. I don't know, but wow! I just the uh, thing is, what just happened? Adam Schefter's reporting: Bills' new interim offensive coordinator will be Joe Brady. <laughs> wow! Wow! Full circle <laughs> moment. You know, wow! You know Full what circle gonna, moment. Carolina you know Panthers does, North. This this opens up the door potentially for Brian Dayball to return as the Bills' OC next year mm. if he gets fired. Now, I don't know if you can really blame him because they've had so many injuries this year. My thing is, though, you got all these mistakes going on, and you still in the game. You could have won the game. All the woes and everything. Yeah. Defense. You, I knew the situation that was about to like perform as far as the offense getting off the field, special teams coming on the field. What were you doing as a coaching staff? Not having your guys on defense prepared to have 11 guys on the field. Yeah. 12 men on the field in a pivotal moment in the game like that where the kick goes right. But they get a second chance to kick the field goal because your behind had too many people on the field. Now, you can blame it on the player that was out there that had no business being out there. But just like the Denver Broncos regrouped and said, hey, this is what we're going to do. Make sure y'all get out the field. Defense should have been doing the same thing. Hey, look, you, 
when the when the play is over, I need you to run off the field. <laughs> and hey, you special teams guy, you're gonna be up, so be ready. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 just the details, right? So the Buffalo Bills, they're not go like their coaching staff right now are not they're they are responsible for reiterating the details. Yep. You know what I'm saying? The things that guys are not necessarily thinking about on the day-to-day, such as this special teams moment in a, in a football game, right? Those are things that you rehash on Saturday walkthroughs. So those are things that you rehash, you know, the Sunday before, you know, the morning of the game. Yeah, These are things that you rehash on certain days, and you got to make sure guys are paying attention to these details. We did it all the time on Saturday. Saturday night, Coach Skip always had us go through a long list of things that never happened. And we always said to ourselves, man, ain't none of this going to happen in the game. Not this game. But you want to know what? When they did happen, we were prepared. Right. And so I'm mad that the Bills lost because poor coaching. That's how I'm going to label it. And you, can, you really, there's no other way to kind of yeah, frame it because it really was a coaching it. issue. I mean, yeah, that's because, something you see like in high school. Yeah, it's the, the, the yeah. details, bro. Like, and so you see Ken Dorsey today. Clearly, mm-hmm. he must have not been on the details of, hey, don't throw this, don't throw it when it's this look. Don't, <laughs> don't throw that. We don't want you to do that. Don't do it. When you see him right there, I don't want you to challenge the ball just to go drop in the middle of two defenders with, with three yards of space. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> so don't throw it uh, to the Broncos. Don't throw it to the Broncos. So a weird way to end this Believe in Panthers episode with breaking news of uh, former Panthers, Ken Dorsey, uh, who was the quarterback coach here, uh, primarily with Cam Newton, no longer the offensive coordinator with the Buffalo Bills. Joe Brady, who was the passing coordinator here under Matt Rule, uh, now is the new offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Carolina taking on the Dallas Cowboys Sunday, I did not get a chance to go and get the info for so right before we get out of here, let me go ahead and give you guys what you need for that. So Panthers one o'clock Sunday um, at home taking on the Dallas Cowboys. That's a one o'clock kickoff on Fox. So you can definitely check that out. Skyler had to get out. He had a meeting at 1130. We're about to bounce too. Um, appreciate everybody stopping by. Of course, presented by Bet Online. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday with a recap of uh, Panthers Cowboys. We'll see at that point if there's any news to discuss in terms of staff changes or <laughs> anything that might go on over the next like seven, eight days. Uh, let's get a Panther win. Like it felt good when we won a couple of weeks ago. I want to get that feeling again. I, I don't know if it's going to happen, but we'll see if we can get one. So I believe in this. You, I, I want to believe. I want I to believe. believe. <laughs> I want to believe, but they're making it so hard. Do you believe? I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. So for Skylar Callahan, for Jonathan Stewart, this is Desmond Johnson. You've been watching and listening to the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast here on Believe Podcast Networks. Keep pounding, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.